Welcome to this edition of the Weekly Blitz. I'm your host, Joe Lisi. This is part of the Go for the Two Network. Today's show is sponsored by Jersey Pump. Are you a gladiator or a spectator? Step into the arena of life at jerseypump.com. Butch Jones has Rocky Top jumping for the 2015 college football season. A lot of reason for optimism led by quarterback Josh Dobbs. Can he lead the Volunteers to a possible SEC East title? We'll see. We're joined today by a very special guest. He was a former standout for the Volunteers from 2002 through 2005. Had an outstanding career in Knoxville. I want to welcome in former Tennessee wide receiver C.J. Faton. C.J., how are you today? Doing well, thank you. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me today. Just an outstanding career in your four years in Knoxville, 74 total receptions for 981 yards, a big play wide receiver. You averaged 13.3 yards per reception, seven touchdowns in your amazing career. Tell the fans what it was like to play for former head coach Philip Fulmer and what it meant to be a volunteer. It's unbelievable. Uh, the fans, the, the stadium, the aura, the history, the tradition, all that plays a big part in, you know, representing that team. And uh, Coach Filmer was just a, a great part of that. He made sure that each player understood the tradition and understood what they represented when they put that T on their helmet on every Saturday. So it was a, it was a great, great experience. And, and, and like I said, coming out of high school, I, I didn't think I would end up at Tennessee, but because of the fans and, and the, the atmosphere in the stadium, that's why I chose Tennessee. You talk about Newland Stadium, one of the best landscapes in college football. I've been there. I took the trip back in 1997 when Peyton Manning took on Deuce Staley and Anthony Wright in South Carolina. Very familiar with the landscape of Cumberland Avenue. That place is rocking each and every Saturday. But talk to me about the, the recruiting process for you. How did you arrive at Tennessee? Was it your number one choice or were there other schools involved? I know you also played basketball for uh, the program. So talk to me a little bit about that, how you got to Tennessee. Tennessee. Coming out of high school, I was almost 90% sure I would end up at a university of North Carolina. Grew up a fan and, and to this day still a fan of their basketball. But when I took my official visit, I came to Tennessee when they played uh, Alabama. I came for that and I've never been exposed to anything like that. Just football in the South is just a total different animal from, from where I'm from. And it, it, it got me hooked, you know, from the fans screaming your name to the atmosphere, and then to come to a game as special as Tennessee versus Alabama but was, was just something that, that hooked me. And then once that once I found out that I would have an opportunity to, to, to play myself on and, and, and try to make the basketball team, I, I was sold. So, so Tennessee is a special place, and, and I knew that right from the start when I walked on campus for that first time for my official visit. You talk about that third Saturday in October. There's nothing like it. You talk about those SEC rivalries. You talk about Tennessee, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama. What did it mean for you to play in a dominant conference? Because over the last decade, even before the last 15 years, back in the late 90s when T. Martin led the team to a national championship over Florida State, Knoxville was the place to be. You talk about those rivalries, Tennessee and Florida, Tennessee and Alabama back in the day. What did it mean to, for you to play in those rivalries and to play in such a dominant conference such as the SEC back in the glory days? That, that's what drew me to Tennessee. Uh, 
coming out of high school, a lot of people I knew, and, and I had a running back that was the same year as me. They were all going to Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech's schedule it kind of turned me off. Coming out every Saturday, having to prove yourself, having to bring your A game was something that turned me on. And then to have those traditional rivalries that are, you know, long-lasting and, and mean so much to the fans and to the players, and, and that was a great thing that Coach Former did. He made sure that every player understood the history and the tradition behind those rivalries, and, and it was just special. I mean, some of the biggest games, we played a five-overtime game at Alabama. Some of the biggest games we've had were against those great rivalries. So it, it was just a special and a, and a great opportunity to play in those games and to play in that atmosphere. You talk about those games. I'm going to tell you how much of a college football fan I am. I'll go through four games throughout your career uh, that really stand out for me. I mean, for one, in 2003, you had a couple of them. It was the overtime victory at home against Arkansas where Matt Jones and that Arkansas offense with DeCorey Birmingham and Cedric Cobbs were really taking over. You were flat in the first half of that ball game. Casey Clawson in the offense clicking a little bit later to tie that ball game up at 17. Jabari Davis making some plays, and then Jason Witten scoring yeah. the game-winning touchdown to give you the victory in 2003. And then that road victory over Miami, low-scoring affair, but you went on the road at the U, and you dominated on the defensive side of the ball, 10-6. to 6, That's another standout for me. And then two games, obviously, in 2004, I remember it like it was yesterday, quarterback Eric Ames threw a dart over the middle of the field to get a key third down, that victory at home, 30-28 to 28 over Florida. And then the last one in 2005, C.J., the Katrina game. Now, I remember oh, this yeah. game because, obviously, Hurricane Katrina affecting Louisiana and the LSU program, a very uh, heartfelt game, to say the least, for the fans and the people of Louisiana. But to go on the road on a Monday, I think it was a Monday morning, right? And you, you came out flat again, but again, a second-half performance to give you the overtime victory, 30-27. to 27. Those are the ones that stand out for me. Do you have any others or, or want to build upon that that really, you know, stand out in your mind throughout your career? The two that stand out is the uh, five-overtime game in Alabama when uh, we were going back and forth, and I had a big fourth and 19 catch in the first overtime on that one. And, and the next is the LSU game. The LSU game was probably the most special, the most unbelievable atmosphere I've ever played in. The, after Katrina, that, that stadium was – on fire. It was just electric in there, and, and they jumped out on us big early, but uh, we, we, we kept our composure and found a way to come back, and, and play, I played great in that, that game, too, but and actually, in that game, we flew down the same day. We flew down that Monday, which is not typical. Usually, we go the day before, but we had to fly down the day of the game, and we flew out right after, so, you know, there was some fatigue involved, but that that was absolutely one of the most electric atmosphere and one of the most unbelievable games I've been a part of. To remember it like it was yesterday, and I've heard both sides of the fence in terms of I've had former LSU running back and former BCS MVP Justin Vincent on uh, a few months ago to talk about his uh, game in that 
that in that particular game. And he had said that, you know, the same thing, just the emotion in that ball game, the intensity level was one like you've never seen before on both sides of the field, obviously for different reasons. And, you know, he came out on the, the losing end of it. But just to hear uh, both sides talk about that game, just an unbelievable moment within college football and uh, heartfelt to go out for the people of Louisiana at that time. You talk about your teammates, and you, you played with some great ones on both sides of the ball. I talk about quarterback Casey Clawson, quarterback Eric Ainge, and former quarterback that turned wide receiver James Banks, uh, Gerald uh, Riggs Jr., Cedric Houston, Arian Foster, my personal favorite, Jabari Davis, and then two guys on the defensive side of the ball throughout your career that really epitomized what it meant to play volunteer football. Kevin Simon and Kevin Burnett, two physical linebackers that reminded me of former uh, Tennessee linebacker Al Wilson back in the day. But talk to me about the relationship with your teammates, uh, the bond that you had, and and to this day what it means to be a volunteer. That's kind of what Tennessee preached going through that recruiting process is the family atmosphere. And it's it's unlike anywhere else I've been. The, The special thing about Tennessee is that they recruit or at least at that point in time, they were recruiting all over the country. So you mentioned Kevin Burnett, Kevin Simon, both California guys, Casey Clawson, California guys. I'm a Virginia guy. You know, we're, we're nine, ten plus hours away from home. So family, literally, because you're not spending a lot of time with your family, you can't just run back home every weekend. So, so we had a special relationship, special bond. You know, I, I got married and, uh, you know, a couple of my former teammates are on my wedding and we still talk to this day. Our families, our our friends, it's just developed into a true family atmosphere and almost a brotherhood. When they say ball for life, that is very much true, and and that's something that we we respect and we appreciate and we really understand, and it it takes something to earn those EFL letters. And and that's what's so special about Tennessee is, is that brotherhood and that group and that family atmosphere. I couldn't agree more. And, and you talk about the tradition of Tennessee. I've had a number of volunteers on, such as Aaron Hayden, such as Floyd Miley, such as Charles Davis, uh, just to name a few. But you talk about Tennessee football overall. I've had Gerald Riggs on. You talk about the tradition at the wide receiver position, talking about guys like Peerless Price. And then uh, you mentioned guys that you played with. Uh, James Banks, uh, to me, was one uh, an incredible athlete to move from the quarterback position and to have such success at the wide receiver position. Uh, you, you just see players that dominated in all different attributes of their game. Talk to me about, what, you know, the transition from the time that you got there to the down period over the last five or six years in Tennessee football, and then now to see the resurgence under new head coach Butch Jones, a, a, a reason for optimism because a lot of fans expecting this to be the year that the volunteers break out. Talk to me about that, where, where your team set the precedent, and now it seems that they're getting back to volunteer football, something that they didn't do under Lane Kiffin. Like we were speaking earlier, that Tennessee was built on tradition. I know as a receiver, you know, we spoke to the old receivers. Peyton came back and threw with us. We watched film countless hours on Peerless Price, Cedric Wilson, and and those guys really learning our craft. And I think for a period of time in there, Tennessee kind of forgot about the tradition and was trying to create a new one or trying to create a new brand. But, But Coach Jones has done a great job of, reaching back and respecting the past and respecting the tradition and bringing that back to the game. And that's helped in recruiting. 
that family atmosphere is back and, and, and the excitement is back. I think that, that, that plays a big part on it is, is, is the tradition and really not forgetting where Tennessee has been and then you understand your expectations and then the players start working through that. The, the thing about for players is, you know, they learn They learn from the older guys. They learn the leadership qualities. They learn what it takes to win for. Tennessee hasn't won in so long that that, that that learning process is missing. But I think it's coming back. We see the guys hungry, and we see the excitement from the fans. So, so we're all excited about this year and hoping this is the year that we can really turn that corner and make some noise in the SEC I agree, and, and the one thing I, I'm happy about, and I wasn't sure of this when he first took the job, was the patience of the fans to allow Butch Jones to build the program because of what was done to it by Lane Kiffin, and that's not a knock. It's just quite honest what he did. He, he left the program high and dry, moved on to USC, and really didn't uh, allow for stability there, and that's why you saw Tennessee fall off. But the fans' patience to allow Butch Jones to build the program his way Brick by brick is what he says, and, and I agree with that. It was a slow process. He built the foundation that's in place, and he has a dynamic duo, I want to say, at the quarterback position and the running back position with Joshua Dobbs, who is a junior, and Jalen Hurd, who really came on last year and, and added weight and speed to that frame now, and he's going to be a legitimate force within the SEC. Talk to me about your thoughts and feelings about the offense entering 2015. I really think it hinges on the quarterback play of Josh Dobbs, but to see what he was able to do last year, poise in the pocket, a confidence that he didn't have his sophomore, his freshman season when he took, took the reins later in the year, but I saw confidence later in the year by those two dominant victories against South Carolina and Kentucky, to me, breakout performances. But what do you see from this offense as a whole that has you excited as the Volunteers make the move this season? Like with, with, with all Tennessee's history, it's going to start with the running game. And, and that great running back we have, and, and it's going to start with the offensive line. If the, if the offensive line can produce, that's going to allow the running game, which is going to allow the open up of the passing game. And we need a facilitator out there who can make plays when need be and, and to get us out of bad plays, get us a good plays, and, and be able to just, just just do what we can. And Dobbs is that type of guy. He's, a, he's smart enough to understand and read the defenses. He's smart enough to check us out of good plays and get us into the bad games, a good place. And then we have a running back who's fully capable. All Tennessee great teams have always had a dominant running back. And I think we finally have that back and then that's just going to open up the passing game and the play action and, and everything else. So so it's all speed off itself, but all that starts with up front on the offensive line, and I think the offensive line is last year, and they're going to put that to work this year. I'm in agreement with you because when I look at this team, I think there's a cause to be excited if you're a volunteer fan. You don't want to get too excited because the conference, as we know, one of the most dominant conferences in college football, if not the best, but uh, didn't get it done. Alabama getting knocked off by Ohio State. So now the Big Ten is the target entering the 2015 season. But I will say this. They have the pieces in place to possibly make an SEC run uh, to the East title. I mean, division's tough. You look at all those teams within the East last season, won their bowl game. So uh, it's not going to be easy, but I think that Butch Jones really is the guy to get it done and bring uh, a championship back to the program. I, I really think he's the guy. He's bought into the system 100%, and I really think that, that was the number one thing that was lacking from the head coach 
in terms of guys that they had there, Lane Kiffin, Derek Dooley, didn't seem to me like they were volunteer guys. And what I mean by that is, you know, didn't buy into the program 150% the way Coach Philip Fulmer did and John Chavis, the defensive coordinator. Uh, Do you see that in head coach Jones as well, his enthusiasm to be a part of the program? Yes, I agree with you 100%. I think the the two previous coaches didn't buy into what Tennessee stands for or what Tennessee has done in the past. I think you have to embrace that while trying to put your own footprint on the football program. And I think Coach Jones has done that completely. He's reached out to the former players like that hasn't happened since Coach Fulmer was there. He, he, he's done things. He's embraced the tradition and he's communicating that tradition and that history to the current players so they understand exactly what they're representing. And then he's bringing his own flavor, his own style, his own enthusiasm to the program. And, that, and that's what you have to do. And that's what the fans love about him. And that's what the players love about him, and that's reflected in his great recruiting. You know, his success in recruiting is where it all starts for a football program, and that's what he has everybody excited is, is the success in recruiting that he's having. I agree with you. So we'll see how, how that plays out. The last thing I want to get from you in terms of the current program is the wide receivers. Is there one guy that you really think is going to be a great pro? Uh, they have some good ones there. You look at Mark Perez in order to really burst on the scene, had some inconsistencies throughout last season, but still raw, a dominant, dominant talent and a great size at 6'4", 221. Is there a guy that you like out of this receiving core that you expect to step up next season? Yeah, I, I see Norris stepping up. Uh, physically, he has all the tools. With his size and his speed and his athleticism, he reminds me of uh, Robert Meacham when, when I played. You know, Robert, in his early career, was kind of inconsistent, and then all of a sudden he just clicked for him. And, and I expect that to happen. Now, when will it happen for Norris? I don't know, but it, it will happen. It'll just click for him, and his natural ability will take over. The game will slow down for him a little bit. And then that's when you see him really take over. And I, I expect that to happen sooner than later. I agree with you. And, I, and the, the last thing I want to get from you, CJ, before we find out what you're involved in, anything you want to talk, tell the fans is if the, you've made the jump. I know you, you had some stints in the NFL. You, you laid it on the line and the dominant, dominant player within the SEC and moved on to the NFL. When talking to young guys today, what is the biggest thing you think they need to learn to really get their game to the next level? You played on the national stage week in and week out, played up against some of the best competition throughout the NFL talent week in and week out. What is the one thing you would tell young kids today, making the jump from high school to college or college to the NFL to make them successful ball players? They have to treat their education and, and, and football almost like a job. You have to have that mentality. There's time for college life, but you have to be serious about it. You got to put in the time. You have to put in the work if you really want to be successful in this game. And number one is, not everybody's going to make it to the NFL, so the education is the number one thing. Make sure you're doing what you need to do to take care of what's going on on the classroom and on that side. Because without that, you really lose. You're there. You have an opportunity to get a free education. You need to take every bit advantage of it and, and, and achieve your degree while you're there. That's great. And that's really, you're really a role model for athletes of all ages. I know you do a lot within the community. Is there anything that you want the fans to know, anything you're involved in uh, outside the game of football right now? Uh, 
you know, I, I recently went back to UT, got my law degree, so I'm a lawyer now. So yeah, I think my biggest thing is to be a, an example and a role model for guys that there's, you know, more than football. At some point it's going to end, so you have to be prepared and prepare yourself for it. But uh, while you're doing it, enjoy it and, and, and do it as hard as you can and, and enjoy the time. Well, it's incredible, I mean, to hear what you've done on the football field and your accomplishments off the football field. Again, you are a role model for athletes of all ages. You're always welcome on the show. Great information. I love talking about uh, the days of volunteer football back. Uh, just a great time to be in Knoxville. Uh, just really admire your play on the field and off of it. You're always welcome on the show. I'd love to have you on a little bit later as the season nears to get your thoughts about the program. I hope you enjoy it today. I did. Thank you so much. My pleasure, CJ. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. That was former wide receiver for the Tennessee Volunteers, C.J. Fainton. Just an outstanding career in Knoxville. 74 total receptions, 981 yards, seven touchdowns. Big play wide receiver. This guy got it done on the stage. Averaged 13.3 yards per catch. Uh, You're talking about a guy that played. Let me go down this list. He played with James Banks. If you don't remember James Banks, former backup quarterback. Got some stints early in his career at the quarterback position. They moved him to wide receiver. James Banks made some dynamic plays for the Volunteers in the early part of the decade. I'm telling you, this guy came up big week in and week out. He played with quarterbacks such as Casey Clawson, Eric Ames, who dominated at, just dominated the SEC at that time. Eric Ames, big play quarterback that got it done week in and week out. Cedric Houston, Gerald Riggs Jr., Jabari Davis, my personal favorite, Arian Foster, you know about him, played with these guys, and then the guys on the defensive side of the ball, Jason Allen, Kevin Simon, Kevin Burnett, Omar Gaither, the linebacker. I mean, just dominant, dominant players on both sides of the ball going up against some of the SEC's best. They got it done. They epitomized what volunteer football was all about. Had some dynamic victories throughout his career. He mentioned the five-overtime game against Alabama. My personal favorite freshman year for him was the 41-38 victory over Arkansas. Jason Winton catching the pass from Casey Clawson. That was a game that Matt Jones to, to Corey Birmingham, number 32 of Arkansas, Cedric Cobbs, just dominated Knoxville in the first three quarters, and the Volunteers fought back. They got a game-tying field goal to send the game into overtime. And from there, I mean, one of the best games that you'll ever see in terms of college football, six overtime, uh, overtime periods before the Volunteers prevailed. They had a road game against Miami, 10-6. to Watch that ball game. That's all I could see. That is what defense is all about. Those guys brought it each and every week. 2005, they had the Hurricane Katrina game. 2004, a dynamic home victory over Florida. Just great, great performances by former volunteers throughout CJ's career. He laid it on the line and just an outstanding performer for the volunteers. Great to hear him talk about his former alma mater. He went back to get his law degrees and an outstanding Outstanding gentleman, played both college basketball and college football for the Volunteers, got his law degree, and he is a role model, a class act if you're a Volunteer fan or a football fan in general. This guy 
follow his career because he got it done and he is a role model for athletes of all ages. Stay with me all season long on the Weekly Blitz. I have a great show for you lined up a little bit later tonight. Former Wisconsin running back Anthony Davis will join me. We'll get his take about the Wisconsin Badgers as they move on from spring practice into the offseason. What can we expect from Wisconsin entering 2015 with former offensive coordinator, now the new head coach, Paul Christ. Stay with me all season long on the Weekly Blitz. Have a great week, everyone.